No. Bree? Stop it. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can't, I can't accept your recording. Why? Look that at works. me sitting in your spot. I just hope you're jealous. Hey, this works. Hey, good Do you job. you see it? No. You like my headphones? Yeah, I was wondering where you got them. Um, They're Alice's. Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> uh, What am I saying? My headphones, like the little earbuds, are in my carry-on bag which is like i took everything out of it but i forgot about my headphones my carry-on bag is in the sunroom which the doors are closed to it so if i open them they're gonna wake up brick yeah so let the baby sleep let the baby sleep uh, they always say don't wake a sleeping husband <laughs> they say something like that <laughs> I have a story. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Oh. I'm ready. Hi, I'll everyone. look for a story in a little bit. Hello, everyone. This is our true crime paranormal podcast. What's with the neighbors? That is Bree. Yep. And that's Amy. And uh, we're on Zoom this week. We're on Zoom. Yay. We have to be separated because Bree went and got sick. Yay. Yeah. Why'd you have to go do that, Bree? I don't know. COVID's stupid. COVID's stupid. Um, do you like my new cup? Yeah, it's really cute. I was wondering. I, I, I just, it just dawned on me what it actually is. It's a, it's a cup. <laughs> Even though I saw you drinking out of it, I tell you, I'm so like, not here in my head. <laughs> it's a Starbucks cup. Uh, Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. Oh my Starbucks cup. Oh my gosh, that's really nice, <gasps> dude. Starbucks has the cutest freaking Halloween cups right now. I want them all. I want the purple one so bad. I was so tempted to buy one last week. So it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I was there this morning and they have that green, dark green one that I want really bad. And I sent it to my sister and I was like, I want it because she has it. And so she sent me money. She's like, treat yourself. (laughs) Treat yourself. So Aww. I get to go get Thanks, it. Thanks, but... Yay. Yeah. yeah. Now I have, I used to collect these like all the time, but I don't know They're what really I did mm-hmm. They're like perfect for iced coffee. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I have my big jug, but it's hard to carry that around when I go to stores. Yeah. And it like, I... that looks fancier. Obviously. Oh, Obviously. Obviously. Um, so who's going first this week? I went first last week. I don't have a neighborhood story. Oh, do you want okay. to tell your neighborhood story so I can go first? Yes. And I'll look absolutely. for one in the meantime. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So um, I actually got this neighborhood story off of Facebook. Um, I asked. It's in a, a Facebook group called I Hate My Neighbors. Oh, fun. And I asked I'm part people, of a lot of those. <laughs> I asked people for neighborhood stories, and this one they said we covered some holes up on our fence, so our neighbor complained that she couldn't spy on us anymore. 
then went and started making more holes and pulling the fence panels down. <gasps> and yeah, that was that's How... it. But <laughs> people are so spiteful. That's so rude. <laughs> Like, could you imagine just someone pulling? You're like, what are you doing? I can't spy on you anymore, so I'm pulling these down. Like, <gasps> no, thank you. Oh, wait. I'm, so, I pass. oh, my gosh. Could you I imagine? I wonder if they, like, told the cops. I'm sure they That's did. an invasion of privacy. I wish that they went more into detail, but I did not ask. So Yeah, but that's still, like, that's sketchy. Yeah, dude. So what story are you sharing this week? Uh oh, I'm, sh- I'm sharing a story. What? Um, oh gosh, so you, you got a story. <laughs> um, we're not only right are oh we doing God, this, this right on Zoom, we're also doing it three days later than we normally do. Yeah, and it's on a weekday, so it's weird for us. This yeah, is a weird, weird moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention, I I'm not like. I mean, I'm sure you're not either because you just got off of being on vacation and you're still probably settling in, but I'm still not in the right headspace. Like, I had to, I don't know what things are right now. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, COVID's stupid. I, I, what did I, I forget the dumbest things. Like, I asked my sister, my sister told me something about their brand new or their, that the fact that they're selling their house and she had texted me during COVID and I was like, uh, she was like, oh, so we ended up selling it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And I reacted and everything. And then a couple of days later, she's like, yeah, so now that the house is listed and, or now that the house is sold. And I'm like, what? Your house is sold? And she's like, yeah, I told you this already. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't even I remember. Forgot. Like, I remember this, but I don't. I'm just. It wipes you out, dude. It does. My dad said he, even months later, he couldn't remember the name. Like, he'd be in mid-conversation, and he can't remember the name of, like, something that's simple, like, remote control. Yeah. <laughs> just something stupid. You just get, like, very foggy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I some just, people, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. Yeah, I bet. Like with Rick. Well, especially yeah, since he had it so severely. Yeah. I can't imagine. I got used to listening in on conversations that he's having because that he'll have with people like on the phone or in person because he'll just like completely just go blank. And I'm like, the summer of 2011 yeah. and like I have to tell him. <laughs> Like the details. It's wild. So, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Tears you apart or not tears you apart. Tears you down. Tears you Good down. Time. Ain't going to get me down. Yep. So you want to know what will get you down, but you can get back up again. Uh, <laughs> the Birdcage <laughs> Theater in Arizona. Tombstone, Arizona. A, a Birdcage Birdcage theater. theater. It's it's called the Birdcage. It's not actually a birdcage. I'll go over why it's called. But that. how cool would that be if it was like a a stage that was like in the middle and it was kind of like a birdcage, and that's where people like perform. Sounds gross. Sounds disgusting. Sounds like it's very unsanitary. <laughs> what salmonella? Because no, birds is so real birdcage. Bird 
<laughs> not a real one. Like it's like a stage, and it looks okay, like a I'm big picturing... old dome. I'm picturing like cage. okay, freak show, like a freak show type thing with like a half human, half bird in a cage, like pooping out eggs. That's what I was picturing. You're on a whole <laughs> other planet than me. <laughs> uh, so, okay, uh, let's get into the history. Um, back in 1877, the town of Tombstone, what a cool name, first of all. Yeah. Uh, the town of Toons Tombstone, Arizona, was born after an abundance of silver was discovered. The town flourished and grew almost overnight. It's just oh one gosh. of those mining towns. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, cool. <laughs> so, obviously, it was flooded with miners, uh, saloons, stores, hotels, and, of course, the old, it's, old, it's the Old West, so brothels. Yeah. Uh, can't have the Old West without those. Nope. In December of 1881, a man named Bill and his wife, Lottie Hutchinson, uh, who was also a performer, he was also a performer, I guess, a former performer, former performer. Okay. That sounds Former weird. performer. Former performer. It's his past. <laughs> <laughs> he built the Birdcage Theater for just $600. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's really cheap, but, how, but it's also you... in 1881. Did you look I didn't. Oh, I need to know. I know. Well, it only goes back so far, the one that I use. It doesn't go back um, past like like 1902, I think, is the furthest it'll go back. $600? Uh, yes. In 1802? Yeah. Okay. All right. Still pretty cheap. Um, yeah, $14,103.38. I mean, that's that's a decent amount for a business. For a theater? That's so cheap. It wasn't a very big theater. It wasn't oh. huge. So, I mean, yeah. from all the looks of it, it's not humongous. And it was a very, like, it's a very small town. So Okay. Okay, okay. I'll give it to you. Um, he intended it to be a place for family-friendly entertainment, something that was uh, becoming popular in, like, New York and San Francisco. Um, as a marketing tactic, he hosted a ladies' night, and uh, unexpectedly, things did not go as planned. Um, no families or wealthy women showed up. However, minors did, and they were looking for a different kind of entertainment. So, Wait, If do... it was called ladies' night and they invited he was I expecting mean, families to I, be there? I, I, I mean, like, ladies' night is just for a cheaper, like, to get more of a crowd in there for a cheaper yeah. price. So, I mean, I've always, I always thought ladies' might, night meant something dirty, but I don't think yeah. it does anymore. Or I don't think it does at all. <laughs> I think it's just to get into someplace cheaper. Yeah. For that women. Makes sense. Oh, 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 oh I see what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Like, ladies yeah. get in for free. Yeah. Or ladies yeah. get in half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it didn't go as he had planned. Tombstone just didn't have that crowd, that family-friendly cloud crowd. So Bill gave in, and he turned it into a saloon, which ended up turning into like a also a brothel. Uh, he kept the great hall as a stage and turned the upstairs rooms into a motel, and the basement was made into a poker room. Oh, fun! 
um, every day shows were held on or held. Uh, one of the first being a performance given by a Madame Michelle, Michelle de Grenville. I totally butchered that, a.k.a. Sounds the female right. Hercules. That's the oh. most important part. With the iron jaw, her shows consisted of lifting heavy objects with her teeth. Oh, my I gosh. I know. That just cringe. That's like the same thing with, like, shoelaces with me. Like, ugh, teeth. Ugh. Uh, another known show <sighs> was called The Human Fly, where women dressed up in tight black clothing and wore special shoes that clamped to the ceiling and they walked upside down. <gasps> I'm going to go back to that one later. Yeah, super you're gonna, fun. You're gonna dress up like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm cool, gonna cool, do cool, a special cool. show. Yay! Thank that you. sounds. That's not this kind of podcast, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other shows involved singing, comic duos, dancers, uh, and after the shows were over, around one a.m., people could stay and dance as long as they wanted. There were balconies at the top of the halls that looked like bird cages. There were fourteen of them. That they were just like so. They like kind of like hung over like the main hall. Mm-hmm. Like they bulged out on either side and then there's like these separate little rooms and there's 14 of them and they were kind of had like a little bird cage shape to them. Okay. Um, but kinda, in the, is it, I'm trying to think of a, like a way to describe it. Would it be like the, um, when you go to like a theater and there's like seats up, a, like on the sides up above, not seats. Yeah. Like, kind of. Yeah. Like where Abraham died. Abraham Lincoln. No. No. Like look it up. Okay. It'll 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 clear the picture for you. Um but they like overhung oh, kind of, they yeah, it's like a balcony almost like a balcony but also not. You'll figure it out. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Um so they had those, and in those were erotic dancers inside of them to entertain entertain men on the floor. Uh, and these women played many roles, including waitressing, dancing, and even playing in the role of a sex worker. Or uh, they had lots of names for them then. Um, obviously, Lady of the Night was one. What was the other fun one that I... It wasn't fun one, but it was kind of a fun... It was different. I never heard of it, but Zach Bagans used it a lot. Ah, oh, what was it? I see you now. See it's it. almost kind of like rooms. Yeah. Open yeah, rooms. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're like little little private viewing rooms. Yeah. That's cool. Um. So along with these shows, the Birdcage Theater was the setting of the longest poker game ever held, which lasted from 1881 to 1889, where oh poker gosh. was continuously played and the theater was open for 24 hours a day. About oh, $10 million. $10 million was wasted on this game. Wasted? And only 10% of it went towards the theater. Oh, my gosh. As many as as many as many may know, uh, poker games, especially in the Wild Wild West, could become heated. So brawls sure. would obviously go down. Uh, find and you could find at least 148 bullet holes in the walls of oh the theater, gosh. estimating around 16 gunfights between um, some of the most famous cowboys, including Wyatt Earp, Johnny Ringo, 
and Doc Holliday, giving the Birdcage Theater the reputation of the wildest and most deranged theater between New Orleans and San Francisco. <laughs> uh, legend has it that throughout its operation, the Birdcage Theater had seen 26 deaths. Oh Eventually, gosh. in 1886, the Hutchinson sold the Hutchinson sold the theater to a Mr. Bignan, who for a short time used the saloon for ventriloquists, magicians, trapeze acts. But the main attractions were his wife, who was six foot tall and 230 pounds, oh and gosh. they called her Big Minnie. She was not only an attraction in pink tights, but also a bouncer with a no-nonsense attitude. I felt the need to include her in this because I thought that was awesome. (laughs) Uh, The birdcage was eventually sold off in 1892 due to the demise of the town when silver mining soon came to an end after the river flooded the mines. Right. The town of Tombstone was no longer the booming town it was, and the theater was forced to close its doors for good. And, and in 1934, the Hurley family reopened the theater to the public and preserved it as a historic landmark. Oh my gosh, how cool. So I got a little news, I found a little news clipping um, talking about it from 1882, and it's from the Arizona Daily Star. And they reported that from its name, anyone would be led would be led to believe it was the abode of canaries. But to the contrary, it <laughs> is the cat's retreat. Oh. I have heard of cats capturing the canary, but these cats capture bald heads and gilliless youth. Oh, I thought that was a fun news report. That's cute. News article. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a note that was, I don't know if it still is. That's why I say was, was on display at the theater. Um, I found was really neat. Said that it was below some bullet holes. And it said these three bullet holes were made by a drunken cowboy who one night shot an actor these shots missed and lodged here below the stage. So I just mm-hmm. want to let you know what you're getting into. Like, this is the place that it was. Like, people just shot people for no reason. That's really sad. I know. Uh, during the famous Human Fly Act, told you we'd come back to it, um, one of the performers' clamps failed while walking upside down and fell to her death on the stage in front of the audience. I knew and that, that was, was the happen. last of that act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bet. Yeah. It's so terrible. Like, oh my God. First off, that's a putting a lot of trust in a yeah. pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's like Mission Impossible <laughs> ahead of its time. <laughs> uh, at one point, a theater performer and sex worker, Margarita. 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 Uh, was sitting in the lap of a uh, gambler named Billy Milgreen during a poker game. Margarita gave Billy a kiss on the cheek and was pulled off his lap by her by her hair and thrown to the floor by another sex worker oh and Billy's lover <gasps> named Little Gertie the Gold Dollar. And this is probably like the most known story there. Gertie then grabbed her stiletto, a.k.a. a knife, not a shoe, (laughs) because I did this entire time. I'm like, Jesus, 
freaking thug life. She killed her ass with a shoe. <laughs> she grabbed it from her garter and stabbed Margarita in the heart, killing her instantly. Wait, so it wasn't a shoe? No. Nope. I a thousand percent thought that she stabbed her with her stiletto shoe. Why'd they say the like, stiletto? Dirty? Because a stiletto is a knife. Oh. Yeah, I had to ask Josh. I'm like reading it. I'm like, that does it. I was like, damn. I was like, that's pretty messed up. She stabbed her with her shoe. I'm like, that Josh, is some thug stuff. Is, yeah, I was like, is is a stiletto a shoe? I was like, is a stiletto a gun? I was like, is that another name for a gun? He's like, no, a stiletto's a knife. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense, especially since she pulled it out of her garter. That was the part that yeah. was throwing me. I was like, there's no way she just had this shoe in her garter as like a weapon. <laughs> that was that was what my brain covid brain <laughs> i'm, I'm going to put everything this on that now the <laughs> letter and just for my garter <laughs> um and in 1982 the shoe the what believe what they believed was the shoe from it was found during an excavation behind the theater and is now displayed in the theater said to be the weapon to kill margarita all right don't mess uh, with little little gertie dollar. little gertie gold dollar gold dollar <laughs> no she's not little she's lil gertie gold little gertie dollar gold dollar <laughs> gertie gritty gertie gold dollar <laughs> uh <laughs> another entertainer named car man i suck at names carmelita uh jimenez at the bird cage poisoned herself with arsenic, uh, and it was the ar- the arsenic was called rough on rats because it was rat poison. And it was also rough on her, and right rough on Carmelita. <sighs> wow, really sensitive in this story. She Sorry. was found throwing up by her boyfriend after he came home from work, and her boyfriend and her cousin took her to the doctors, but there was nothing that could be done at this point, and she had <gasps> died. Uh, that night, the theater had shut its doors in honor of her. Oh my gosh! She, so, do you think that she meant to kill herself? I think so. Yeah, yeah. she took she took poison. Rough on rats. I don't know why though. I don't know if she had like something going on, or I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that's she did. Sad. Um, she probably just lived a really sad life if she yeah. was an entertainer there. Yeah, she probably her best friend was probably the fly, the fly girl. Yeah. Or the fall girl. The free. <laughs> um, now, with all these gunfights that occurred in the saloon, Tombstone often would send the Black Moriah, Moriah, Mora, Black Mora, Black Mora, sorry, a hearse that, uh, worked for the Boot Hill Cemetery. They would often bring bodies from the saloon and bring them to the cemetery after they died, obviously. Um, The hearse is on display now in the saloon or in the theater, and it had brought all but six bodies to the cemetery. All 26, so all but six out of the 26 bodies to the cemetery. Oh, my god! So that hearse has seen a lot, and it's in the theater. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it's weird that they have a dedicated hearse for the slime, yeah. but... Well, I mean, it was dedicated towards the cemetery, but, like, they were like, eh, gotta go to work. 
Right down tonight. Same place as last night. Birthday. They just hit their rounds. Yeah. <laughs> they hit like two places in town. <laughs> uh, and as, let's talk about some ghosty things. Yay. In the 1980s, uh, a William Hunley, the owner at the time, conducted a seance at the Birdcage Theater. He had hired a psychic who had suspected some foul play in the building, and during the seance, something began to strangle Mr. Hunley and didn't end until they broke the psychic from her trance, leaving him with a bruised neck for six weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's serious. Yeah. Uh, on one occasion, an antique poker chip had disappeared and reappeared into thin air. Uh, to keep it safe, the owner had locked it in a vault, and to have he wanted to have it checked out by like a professional to the, for like authenticity. Mm-hmm. And when they went to retrieve it, it was missing. Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't think someone stole it. It reappeared after they left. That's weird. Uh, just it, it like, didn't want to be checked for its authenticity. Yeah, they're like, this is ours. Yeah. Uh, just like so many other places, the Birdcage Theater had a woman in white. Many have seen her, especially employees. Uh, one employee had said, I've seen her. She came down the stairwell and into the poker room. She wore a white dress and a white bonnet. She stood in front of me for a very long time, not reacting to my presence as if she didn't know I was there. Oh She's what they call a residual haunt. Oh. Interesting. Uh, other things include... Full body apparitions and clothings from that time period. Uh-huh. Uh, former cowboys and hats, uh, sex workers, a stage assistant that once worked there had been seen in black and white striped pants holding a clipboard. Oh. The apparition of a naked woman was seen going into the wine cellar. That's me. Oh, Lorraine. But what a bummer to die naked. Yeah, that's really sad. (laughs) They're like, dang it. Yeah. It's constantly cold. It's constantly cold. Yeah. (laughs) And just uncomfortable because you're naked. Yeah. Um, And even though no one can see you, you're still like, I don't want to be naked. I put my butt in everybody's faces. (laughs) Of course you would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, overwhelming feeling of disgust bear when you go into the air is uh commonly felt mm-hmm. smells of cigars cigar smoke and whiskey yum the sound of singing is often heard disembodied voices laughing and even someone saying your name uh the sound of dice rolling and cards being shuffled and visitors have claimed to have been pushed and touched oh my gosh as of today, you can visit the historic town of Tombstone and venture back in time to the Birdcage Theater where all the original furnishing, furnishings and props have been left as if it's frozen in time. Wow, they provide, that's really cool. Yeah, they provide guided and self-guided tours day and night if you wish at nighttime. Uh, of course, I did a, some Yelp I'm Scared reviews. <laughs> The first is from a Julia who gave five stars. 
very well. Oh, and all these have something have the word orbs in them, and I'm sorry, but I were I searched really hard for reviews, and like you can type in like a keyword to uh-huh. narrow down your search, and nothing was popping up. And I was like, I searched orbs, and all this stuff popped up, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so these are just clippings from their reviews. It's not the whole thing. Uh, Julia gave five stars, and she said after. After you get the chance to get through and take all the pictures you could never want, you could ever want, they turn off all the lights and you get the chance to experience more paranormal side of things. You sit in the dark room and see what happens. We personally saw shadows, saw orbs, and heard lots of noise coming from areas that nobody was in. Okay. Uh, This one is from an SC and gave five they gave five stars and they said there were 13 of us some woman from south carolina saw she <laughs> said that she had saw orbs flying over my head or flying by my head this cannot be faked the guide turned out the li- turned out the lights upstairs played music and there were no windows it was a blast <gasps> So there's like no lights in there at all during this. So there's no way there could have been orbs flying by their head unless it were something unexplained. Right. Um, C Moto said they gave five stars and they said that evening at 8 p.m. We went back and did the ghost tour. There was 10 of us for the ghost tour and we sat in the dark and asked questions. Some of the people got some orbs. I got what I think is a silhouette of a lady. It's weird looking, but it really does look like a period dress lady. And we heard some knocking sounds all in and all in all. I had a great time and would go back every time I am in Tombstone. Oh, that's cool. And that is the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone, Arizona. That was on the map. Yeah, it is. Yay! Good job, Bree. You did it. I did it. That one was fun. Yeah, I thought so too. I've heard it before, but I didn't. It was fun relearning everything. Yeah, I um, I for some reason really like it when it involves cowboys. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna share you share with you my story, but. It's been a story that I've wanted to do since the beginning of our podcast. Ooh. Uh, but when I was, and I, and I know this story from like, like the back of my hand, cause it's very recent. Okay. However, um, and it, and it was, it's been covered by just about every podcast that I've ever listened to. Um, and uh, but that's not why I know it. I just know it because it was very, like the presence of it was is very. The story was very. Um, it was spoken about quite often. It still is. Okay. Uh, on social media, but I do want to apologize to you ahead of time. You're not forgiven. Wait, okay. wait for. Do I know the story? Um, I don't think you know the severity of, like, I don't think you know the details of this story, but I just want to apologize because it might hit Does a it little. Does it involve children? Yes. 
Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And in, in my notes, I say, first off, apologize to Brie because it's going to make her cry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, I, think, I think I know which story you're talking about. I'm going to tell you about the Watts family. Yeah, I think I think that's the Colorado. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've only heard it once. So, and yeah. I, it was, I didn't even hear the story. I've only seen it. Like I saw like a documentary on it. I've never oh, actually heard yeah. a yeah. story on it. Um, I didn't want to. <laughs> what is it called? Like the neighbors next. I, I forgot yeah. What it's yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Drop in people. Yeah. So one. I wanted, it's a good one. It, it is a good one. I wanted to do something that I was familiar with since I was doing this story a couple weeks ahead of time. So I was like, well, maybe this is a good time to finally do this story. Yeah. So um, I'm also not going to cover everything in the story, like all the minor details I'm not going to put in because other podcasts have done it. It's been there. Yeah. It's been, it's been said. So Christopher Watts was born on May 16th, 1985 in Spring Lake, North Carolina to the parents of Cindy and Ronnie Watts. He had one sister. Um, had a pretty average upbringing, nothing to report back home to. Um, Shanann, Ruz, Shanann. Was it Shanann or Shannon? It's Shanann. Okay. Uh, R-Z-U-C-E-K was born on January 10th, 1984, and she grew up in Moore County, North Carolina. Uh, she was the oldest daughter of Frank and Sandy. Last name. I, I'm so sorry. I don't want to. Just go R. Oh, Sandy R. Yeah. Okay. And they were a happy family of four. They, she also kind of had a normal upbringing, like nothing exciting to report back home to sort of thing. She was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 26. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. She was feeling pretty low. And with all of her health problems, she decided to just, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. You know, I'm going to do what's making me happy. Shortly after she quit her job, she got a friend's request from Chris. And she was like, why not? We have mutual friends, you know. What the heck? About from the Carolinas. Yeah. So she she accepted his friend's request and he sent Shanann a Facebook message and she was hesitant. She was like, no about this. Um, She wasn't positive on their future, but eventually they started dating and got married in 2012. And a few months later, they moved to Dred- Dredderick, Colorado, after vacationing there and realizing her lup- lupus symptoms were less there. Oh. So uh, they're like, you know what? Maybe we should move here. So they did. Uh, probably the, probably taking away the humidity. Yeah. So Chris got a job in the oil field as a supervisor And in December of 2013, their first daughter was born. And a year and a half later, they had their second daughter, Cece, in July of 2015. It's a cute name. Yeah. Short for Cecilia, I believe. Or, yeah, I think so. 
2018, Shannon broke the news to Chris that they had a third baby on the way. And uh, it was a baby boy, and they decided to name him Nico. Uh, August 2018, uh, Nicole Atkinson and Shannon were two best friends went to Arizona for a convention for a multi-level marketing company, Leville, Lavelle. Uh, they both worked for. Um, normally Shanann was, you know, her super, you know, super bubbly and outgoing, but during the trip she was exhausted and just not feeling herself, probably because she was pregnant. Yeah. And, um, and her lupus. Yeah. Yeah. So coming home from the trip, Nicole dropped Shanann off at her house at 1.48 a.m. on August 13th. Later that morning, after they had gotten some rest, Nicole called Shanann to ask how she was feeling. And, you know, she knew that Shanann had a prenatal appointment she was going, she had to go to first thing in the morning. So she called to like, you know, how did the appointment go? How are you feeling? I know, you, you know, you had a rough. Uh, a couple days uh and Shanann didn't answer her phone didn't text her back which was super out of character for Shanann and so Nicole knew in her gut something was wrong uh she actually went by the house but still had no response at the doors and since Shanann's vehicle was still in the garage she called Chris and Chris was like oh well they went somewhere for the day don't be alarmed. It's no big deal. And Nicole, like the good best friend she is, she's like, uh, no, maybe I should call the police. Chris said, no, I will come home. Don't call anybody. And so he the, just he just told her that he assumed that they went somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And like, you concerned with your wife? Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, no, they went somewhere for the day. Like, and Nicole's like, um, no, that's not. She doesn't just go places for the day without telling anybody and leaving okay. her vehicle in the car. You know that. I don't just go places either. Exactly. Yeah. So you know when to check up on me. I, I, I will. I promise. I got buddy. you back, buddy. <laughs> uh, and so Nicole, Chris told Nicole, don't call anybody. Don't call the police. And Nicole's like, no, nah, I'm calling the police. So at 1.42 p.m., a police officer responded for a wellness check. She greeted Nicole, greeted the officer and was like, the shoes she wears every day are still by the door. Uh, Chris said that they went on a play date. But why would she go on a play date with her daughters that are four and two without her car, without the car seats and without the car? Yeah. Where did they go? Did go? They, at the would park, do they walk without your shoes that you wear every day? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, after 2 p.m., Chris showed up and let everyone in and the the officer, Nicole, found her purse with her daily medication in it and her Apple watch she wears daily and her suitcase unpacked Uh, upstairs. They found Chris and Shanann's bedsheets were also stripped. So then, yeah. Uh, Chris approached the officers with evidence. He said he found her wedding ring by her bedside. And Chris mentioned that when he last talked to Shanann, she told him she was going to take the girls to stay at a friend's house. 
but he claimed that he called everyone and they uh but he claimed that when he called everyone no one knew where she was or had heard from her and he didn't know where she was yeah so now you know where she is all of a sudden right exactly get your story straight get your uh, uh, right from the the straight out of the gate the dude was already messing up a neighbor approached the officers after getting wind of her missing and told them that he had security cameras that recorded 24 7 so they Thanks, all go neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so they go over to the neighbor's house who had the footage pulled up on the his tv and they found at 5 45 a.m that morning backing they found chris backing up into his driveway with the bed of his truck partially backed into the garage and chris claimed that he had issues with people stealing things from his truck so he was loading everything into his truck that morning to head to work which is plausible but yeah but that's weird did so the the documentary or yeah i think it was a documentary on netflix uh if you watch like his demeanor during the footage of him watching the security, the footage over at his neighbor's house, his demeanor is like, he's super fidgety. He couldn't hold still and constantly yeah. giving reasons uh, why he was doing what he was doing in the footage. Um, and the video didn't give an answer as to what happened to Shanann and the girls, so they all start to leave, but before the officers left, the neighbors stopped the officers to say that Rick, uh, almost said Rick, uh, Chris wasn't acting right. So the neighbor claimed that that's not the type of person that he is. You know, he's not that type of person to be like fidgety and stuff like that. Right. Um, Thank God for neighbors. Yeah, dude. What's with the neighbors? <laughs> you guys be nosy all you want. Yeah, you should be. Should be. There's a reason why we're nosy. Yeah, exactly. As for Shanann, she was always on social media. She would go live constantly, share videos, post pictures of her family and her lifestyle. Um, And if you were to judge you know, their life strictly off of social media, you would think that they had a perfect loving relationship and a perfect family dynamic. However, that was not how it was off of social media after interviewing her friends and family. Uh, so the detectives dis discovered that Shanann and her two girls actually went back to North Carolina for five weeks in July of 2018. And Chris didn't go with them. So Chris thought that, you know, while the girls were gone and his wife were gone, he was going to like have a little staycation. And he started acting like super weird towards Shanann. And uh, Shanann even noticed on her credit card statement while she was in Arizona that Chris had gone to a restaurant and paid for a bill that like added up way more than what it would be if he was just there by himself. Right. He so, was treating himself. Yeah, but like way more <laughs> than you would think. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had steak. I had dessert. And I had two drinks. <laughs> so she called him when she was in Arizona. And, you know, she was like, what's this? What's going on? And he's like, oh, I was at a baseball game, then stopped for a meal and was by myself. By myself. And no, I was not with anybody else. 
which I don't think she believed. But the investigators brought in cadaver dolls, do- dogs. Whoops. I was about to say, they make those? They make cadaver dolls. <laughs> no, dolls. Uh, it says dolls, but I meant dogs. The investigator brought in cadaver dogs and they searched the place and ended up finding the bed sheets that belonged to the master bedroom balled up into the kitchen trash, kitchen trash. Okay. So so a reporter, Thomas Hopbug, Hopio, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, um, that was involved since day one mentioned in a... a documentary that I watched, not the one on Netflix, a different one, um, said he showed up to the scene, was only expecting to talk with Chris's friend, Nick, but was given the chance to interview Chris himself. So during the interview, he asked, did you guys get in an argument? And Chris actually said it wasn't an argument, but it was an emotional discussion. Okay. So then so Chris just admitted to it. Mm-hmm. Then Chris looked into the camera and pleaded for the girls to come home that the house was not full without them there. And Thomas said after the questioning, him and his cameraman looked at each other and felt weirded out by the way he addressed the situation. Because like just like all of a sudden he's like, we got in an emotional argument or discussion and then looked at the camera and was like please come home like, wh- i don't know like it was weird they didn't like it they they just felt weirded out by it so suddenly law enforcement got a call from a woman named nicole kessinger she said she had information and she had met chris in the past but they started but they started meeting for drinks and hanging out in june of 2018 oh Wasn't that when she was gone? Yep. Uh, She was aware of his children, and he was currently in the process of separating from his wife. Oh. Police found evidence to back up their relationship. Emails, cards he had sent her with notes and song lyrics and texts. He claimed he was getting a divorce, and Nicole offered to help get them an apartment or get him an apartment for him and the girls. Oh, my gosh. Um, So she didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so it turns out that the dinner he claimed he had alone with her, uh, alone when Shanann was in Arizona, was in fact a dinner date with Nicole. Uh, or I should say Nikki. So on August 15th, investigators decided to focus on Chris's movements on the 13th, like where he stopped along his work routes. While they were investigating the fields, they also brought him in for a lie detector test. And the results came back. He did not pass. But those aren't, they can't be used, right? I don't think that they can be used. They're not reliable. Correct. They're not reliable. They're normally dismissible in court. Uh... I don't think you can use it as a confession either. And so they sat him down. They're like, listen, these are the results of the lie detector test. And he was like eerily calm about it. Uh, They told him the only way the girls left the house that morning was in his truck. And then told him his work 
truck that he uses has a GPS that pings every 10 seconds. So it will give them an exact location of where he could have possibly left the girls, uh, which end up being the location on one of his oiled sites. I'm sorry. They found a bed sheet that matched the bed sheet that they found in the kitchen trash. After hours of questioning, Chris finally confessed that he was having an affair with Nikki, but obviously the investigators already knew that. They're like, all right. Tell us something else. Then Chris finally says, I will tell you what you want to know if you let me talk to my dad. So they bring in Ronnie Watts. And Chris tells his dad, I don't want to protect her, but she hurt them. He claimed that he. Chris claimed that his wife, Shanann, killed both their girls on the baby and he witnessed it on the baby monitor. Uh, she had choked them to death in their beds, so he ended up going, or so he ended up doing the same thing to her. So, at this point, the agents come in and they say, "Listen, show us where the bodies are." So he shows them where the bodies are on the site, his truck, uh, on the site where his truck had pinged up. He told them that the girls were in the two oil tanks, and Shanann had been buried a few yards away with their unborn baby. I'm sorry. It's okay. On August 15th, 2018, at 11.30 p.m., Chris was arrested on suspicion for three counts of first-degree murder. And on August 18th, 2018, Chris was charged with five counts of first-degree murder, one one count of unlawful termination of a pregnancy, and three counts of tampering with a deceased body. I was going to ask about the pregnancy. If that, yeah. I, don't, I guess that doesn't count because they weren't born yet as murder. And, well, first degree. Well, it was an unlawful termination. Right. Right. So I'm. I mean, I don't know how many years. You Good. Get well, I'm glad like they got that, him but... for something with that, though. Yeah. After a few weeks, Chris's court-appointed attorney team asked if the DA would be interested in a plea deal if the death penalty was removed from the table. And the DA is like, well, why not? So on November 6, 2018, Chris Watts pled guilty to the murders of his wife, Shanann, Bella, Cece, and their unborn son, Nico, a plea bargain to avoid the death penalty, or in exchange for a plea bargain to avoid the death penalty. And two weeks later, Chris Watts sentencing hearing started he received three life sentences plus 86 years and four months later chris finally agreed to speak with uh the agents which was like a big deal i guess he told them that after she came home from arizona they kind of had a short conversation and then they slept together then they went to sleep he when he woke up to go to work that morning they got into it bickering and he said he was done and didn't want to continue their marriage so he jumped on top of her and strangled her until she stopped breathing and this part just chills me to the bone he then looks to the doorway and his four-year-old daughter bella is standing there staring at him and he said what's wrong with she says what's wrong with mommy no and chris says nothing and walks her back to her bedroom he he then took his dead wife's dead wife, wrapped her in bed sheets to the back seat of his truck, 
then took his two daughters alive and made them sit on top of their dead mother to drive them out to the oil site. He then smothers the youngest and smothers her until she stops breathing. I'm sorry. It's okay. He does the same thing to the oldest and proceeds to do the same thing with her. Then places the girls in separate tanks. He said he was angry at his wife, but it, but it, but took it out on his entire family. And there's a lot of speculation on how involved Nikki, the girlfriend was involved or how involved Nikki was. A lot of people ask the agents to look into her, but so far nothing has come to surface involving her. Um, which I think that Nikki had a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think that she kind of planted those seeds of like, if you just get rid of your family, we can start our own family. But, and that's the story of the Watts family. What I'm a so sorry. sick, mu- so he's still alive. Yep. He's in jail right now. He's probably not enjoying himself. Yeah. It's probably better that he's alive. So now he has to live with himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's a garbage. The stupid question. Okay. So they say they give you life sentences. Uh-huh. And you get like multiple ones. Uh-huh. What if you die and then you're resuscitated back to life? Is that one of your life sentences out the door and then you just have two more left? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it like lives in a video game? Because <laughs> that's a life. Like you died. So I looked it up one time and i read that a life sentence is actually only 25 years huh okay so like 75 years plus 86 years if ish okay (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna die a couple times so that i can get out of jail (laughs) just like almost they'll resuscitate me yeah (laughs) (laughs) just make sure you have your dnr not (laughs) don't have a dnr yeah so it says here in the united states people serving a life sentence are eligible for parole after 25 years Ah, they're eligible but that doesn't mean they're actually going to get paroled correct but it's i mean if you have good behavior and stuff like that then okay uh this is a note that someone left on their neighbor's vehicle oh uh, the parking spot you are occupying is reserved for me. I have photographed your license plate, but have not called for the tow truck this time. Next time, I will Vaseline your door handles oh and wiper gosh. blades, then call the tow truck. Sounds fair? Right. Enjoy your close call tonight. <laughs> we could just be a little bit nicer. Maybe you they didn't know. Like, yeah. Like, we put Vaseline all over you. It's gross. Well, it's slippery. Why do you have that much Vaseline? Why do you have that much Vaseline? Ew. Why do you? Gross. 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 You're gross. You know what? We're turning this back on you. Don't be gross. Yeah, Wanda. Wanda. I don't know. So, um, yeah, we're going to go. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, wherever you get Google. your podcast in Google, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can also do that on Spotify and review us if I didn't say that already. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself a lot. Uh, 
Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, uh, I think I'm missing one. We also have a Facebook group where you can join in and have fun with us. We also post lots of stuff in there, Mm -hmm. uh, play games, and uh, talk about different uh, true crime, paranormal things that happen or just anything. I think I posted about something random today, but we should have a good time. Uh, we have a website, what's with the neighbors.com. And on there, you can find a link to everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to her Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast on there for $5 a month. You can be a Patreon donor and get our episodes videoed unedited and early with exclusive content for $3 a month. You can get our edited audio episodes early and exclusive content, and it's only $5 or $3 a month. And you and can there's also- a new, I just got a notification that there's a new cool payment method. I don't know what it means, but uh, I just cool got a payment. notification for it. So I don't know. You can be cool and use the cool payment method. Yeah. And also our check out our website and check out our merch. And also in our Facebook group, we have exclusive Facebook only members merchandise. Yes. Check that out. Yes. Um, super cool and very uh, exclusive. And listener stories. And let's yeah. Uh, so feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or story suggestions along with your own true crime paranormal or whatever spooky stories that you would like to share with us. It doesn't have to involve you personally. If you know someone that it happened to, let us know. Or if something terrible happened in your neighborhood or in your hometown, we want to hear about it. Yeah, if that guy was your neighbor, let us know. Yeah, and also neighborhood stories. Please, if you have a neighbor that was like awful and would only like shovel their side of the steps we want to hear about yeah 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 we we really trying to get some more neighborhood stories in right now now guys yeah wwtn podcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors my neighbor has covid oh not anymore though All right. Oh, I'll talk to you say, later, buddy. Say hi to your cats for us. Oh, yes. Yeah, say hi to your cats for us. What's meow. Meow.